Hello everyone, I'm Karma Cut. And I'm Moidog, and welcome to Command Comms. The podcast where we talk about everything and anything related to tactical shooters. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, first, I know both Karma Cut and I want to say sorry about last week. Uh, we ran into a whole bunch of technical difficulties, and by technical gif- difficulties, I mean Comcast just wasn't working for, I don't know, like two, three days on my end, so my bad. <laughs> My bad, I, we missed a week. <laughs> I know internet problems are always, even tech problems. Like, I am so scared to touch anything with my setup or update anything or just change right? it out because it's like the second a software or even hardware stops working, it's just like you, you look back and you're like, why did I ever try to touch any of this? <laughs> so I know it's even worse when it's internet and it's out of your control because you can't even go back and you know wonder what can what you could have done differently. It's just the service provider is like, nope, not happening today. But yeah, we're back again with this week. So <laughs> what are we talking about this week, Moy? So we're taking a little bit of a, I mean, we're still in the tactical space, right? You know, we, we talked about a lot of kind of OWI related games, uh, you know, Hell Let Loose, Postscriptum, Squad, Beyond the Wire. And now another big player is Escape from Tarkov. And I know a lot of people, I, I used to joke that Squad was usually the original Escape from Tarkov because once Tarkov got boring, people usually played Squad and vice versa. You know, people would always kind of flip back and forth between these games because they're very similar, but also like really, really different. And I think it, it covers, uh, you know, if there's a Venn diagram, a lot of the players are going to be in that center part of the Venn diagram for both the squad and the Tarkov player base. And so uh, throughout today's podcast, we are going to go over, you know, some things like uh, just the new player experience, some of our thoughts on the game, why uh, the game can be so different, whether you're by yourself or with a, a big group, and some other things that might make it you know, a little bit more tactical and realistic and some things that still are, are a bit maybe gamified you know, and still having this, these kind of weird gameplay mechanics that either can be really good things or bad things. So kind of right out of the gate, uh, what, what's your initial impression of Tarkov? When did you first start playing Tarkov? Let's start there. You know, back sure, then, sure. What, what you know when you saw Tarkov, you're like, okay, this is cool. Oh, I want to dive into this. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of overlap, and one of the things that is really interesting. I mean, Escape from Tarkov is a very interesting game. It's interesting to play. It's interesting to talk about, just because it sits in such a unique area, and I think that kind of draws a lot of players into it. It's unique because it's really hardcore and tactical, like Squad, like Sandstorm, like. Uh, a whole bunch of other of these games that you know have really niche communities but one of the things that it does differently from all of the games like it in the genre is it has looter shooter mechanics and rpg mechanics which is this really interesting mix that you don't really see in any current games like you kind of get influence from stalker and and a couple of those older titles but as far as anything remotely close to it like now it would it, it was very unique for its 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 time like coming out with very immersive graphics very in-depth detailed mechanics as far as like how your rounds worked how the medical system worked you know bullet velocity different different things with your armor it was just really really interesting to see a company go so hard into the minute details of gunfighting combat and just that kind of area of things and focusing on the actual mechanics of how these firefights worked and then also just flood it with rpg mechanics with you know leveling with quests with an inventory system with survival mechanics i mean the survival thing kind of goes hand in hand because we see games like daisy or, or i guess kind of rust where you have that hardcore kind of building but also uh, survival mechanics and that was that was a huge you know rush back then it was like that was all the buzzwords of like survival open world yep. <laughs> kind of yep, shooter yeah but i think the thing that really drew me into tarkov was that i was playing squad and that hardcore tactical side of it is what drew me in. I wasn't really aware of the RPG mechanics of it. And honestly, I think for most people as well, that was a really daunting part of the game. It's like learning all of the quests, learning all of the you know tiny mechanics that had to go in with your inventory and how to heal and all that. I definitely loved Escape from Tarkov's gunplay. But that level of getting to know the RPG side of it while daunting, I think was also an interesting challenge. So I think the mesh between these two genres 
just at the time that it was released was really innovative it was interest it was very interesting and it was unique so that was what drew me in what about you yeah i think you hit on a, a bunch of good points and probably anyone who has played squad before or other tactical shooters and got into tarkov were probably along the same things of okay yeah this is really cool and then you look at the uh the inventory you look at the quests you look at the, the traders the flea market when it got added things like this i mean this is a lot more than just hey we're running around and we're shooting mm -hmm. uh, and so that's the that's the part that to be honest it, it kind of put me off a little bit at first because it was so daunting but then if you just if you have that you know one good raid even if you didn't kill anybody but if you had some people that were shooting around you or maybe you ran into a scav you, you i know my first time i say hey, it's even to this day every once in a while you just have potato aim and you can't hit a thing so that kind of stuff, I mean, especially the environment, how it looked, how it felt, it was very slow. It was very unforgiving. It made you feel like a sense of, I don't want to die, which a lot of games try to do with kind of almost fake suppression and, and you know, making your screen do all sorts of things. But because the game was just presented so well and the gameplay, you know, when I, when I was watching people, and they're they're actually trying to you know either stay quiet or move around in, in a flank way take take large flanks around almost you know entire blocks and buildings and stuff just to get a potential of one shot on someone who may come across in twenty minutes. That was really interesting. And when you start peeling back the RPG, then you kind of really get sucked into the world. So I, I know for me when I was watching a few years ago now. That part, it was one of those games where I felt like I wouldn't have the time to learn and really appreciate. But as you start just dipping your toes in, you know, maybe playing a couple hours here and always constantly dying, every once in a while I found myself not dying. And then I would just want to kind of learn more and more. So I know last year I really got into Tarkov. I played it for straight for a couple months. Uh, and then we got some new squad updates and kind of back and forth then it just it honestly felt though like i was kind of trying to teach myself through the wiki and youtube and twitch and everything it was very it's kind of like squad in the sense where you don't really have a tutorial i mean there's no there's tutorials but i dude i felt like i was just lost mm -hmm. even though people were telling me and i was following them i was i was lost in this this tarkov world yeah i would definitely say that while other games kind of feel like games and they play like games and they're interesting to watch, like Escape from Tarkov is almost like an experience in and of itself. Like the feelings that you get while playing the game, you can't get those feelings from watching. When you're playing Tarkov, they've got it dialed in to where you're thinking about literally every tiny action that you would have to think about in real life. You know, flicking your weapon uh, fire selector like that might make a noise taking one wrong step in a direction stepping on a piece of wood or metal like going a certain pace like all of these tiny small details that in other shooters you don't really think about like i guess there is some degree of sound whoring in certain fps games like you know cod use of you know get your turtle beaches and listen listen for enemies <laughs> coming around the corner but in tarkov you're thinking about the tiniest mechanics and it's i think that's a really interesting area that no other game really decided to go all in on because you are starting to really focus on these tiny little decisions and those tiny little decisions might have five other decisions or results that might that, that it might lead you to and it's just it leads you onto this whole decision making flow chart and that's kind of what's really attractive to me is that when i play tarkov in my head my brain is constantly working i'm constantly thinking okay if i do this what are the results what are my options and if that happens then what are we like you're constantly thinking whereas like squad even in squad there are some times where i can kind of turn my brain off right and you just start running into the point you go guns blazing get just a couple of kills yeah you just go autopilot because you know the game so well and it, it's it's not as slow and as methodical but in tarkov you you learn you're literally thinking second to second inch to inch sometimes literally moving at a snail's pace and i think that kind of experience like when you're watching it it doesn't do it justice because i know for sure that i get the most excitement and the most adrenaline and fear in escape from tarkov 
and the fact and, and the, just the pure ability that this game studio has managed to to create this feeling on a consistent um on a consistent basis like ha it happens every raid almost where you'll have these moments that are extremely i guess for lack of a better word emotional it's it's a very strong game in that sense and i think it's it's incredibly unique and and i think more games need to kind of focus on evoking those kind of feelings because tarkov man it's 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 a drug and i know you can speak to that as well <laughs> well i mean that's I, I don't know about you but i'm the type of person uh like i had i i streamed uh, uh what is it phasmophobia for halloween i i hate absolutely hate horror games mm -hmm. tarkov isn't a horror game it feels like it to me because mm -hmm. I'm I'm bad with horror games. Like you can get yourself in interchange, and if especially if you're solo and and you're trying to figure out where you're going, and all of a sudden you hear just like some glass, and you realize that hey, I don't have glass anywhere near me. What's going on? You start hear, hearing some you know a scav turn, or you know maybe you hear uh, a high powered rifle somewhere far on the other end. This type of stuff, like I have, I literally have to tell myself like hey. Uh, we're just in interchange. Mm -hmm. Like this is just a game. I've told myself like at times like, hey, if I just turned the lighting different on here, we'd be fine. We can see everything. And that's the thing that like Tarkov can do that I, I think a squad, I feel like I get some super cool moments like, oh my God, this is crazy. I don't think I've actually been like, oh my God, I'm I'm gonna actually die like like I have in uh in Tarkov. And that's that's it, it's the tactical sometimes i it's funny that fear it makes you do stupid tactical decisions which mm -hmm. like I, I can do stupid tactical decisions and you can do stupid stupid you know mistakes or whatever in 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 squad but i i can't think of another game where i've i've made really dumb strategic or you know tactical moves or plays because i was actually worried or frightened or you know jump scared or whatever in like an fps type of way because i just i'm, I'm kind of thinking in my you know the past six seven ten years of games and there's just really nothing like that where it has and it and also you have such a sudden oh my god i lost everything <laughs> like, yeah yeah that that, that gear a roller fear coaster. That people, yeah yeah it's you know even if you get past the gear fear aspect of it it's still it's a very final and seeing your body like just fall over just like okay well that sucked mm -hmm. um it, it's it's a very just it's abrasive in a, in a way it's, it's very cut and dry i don't know man it, it's definitely an experience i have to agree with that it's just more of an experience in a game mm -hmm. i think one of the things that i really love about escape from tarkov and i think it's it will we'll get into it later about like why i start to stop playing it when it's getting later into the white but what i love about tarkov is because like we've been harping on for like the past 10 minutes it's incredibly emotional it's incredibly immersive to the point where gunfights feel like how they should in real life to where it's not call of duty people are snapshotting people and point shooting and pushing through doorways and doing all this crazy stuff if you start shooting at someone and you spook the crap out of them they're gonna run they're not gonna push you they're gonna do something logical they're gonna it's, it feels more realistic in that sense but when you start to get later on in the wipe and you get access to other gear that like you know increases your health and your armor is like really strong and you get access to these meds and all these drugs and they just bump your health up then you start getting into like the really gamey kind of phase of tarkov and that's when i generally stop playing but generally early wipe or when gear is is very rare and people have that gear fear those are some of the most fun gunfights because i know i can use semi-realistic tactics like suppressing someone or you know just trying to uh push him out with a nade or or you'll get really 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 immersive gunfights and firefights but later on you do end up getting into that call of duty kind of run and gun chaos just because people have tons of money they don't get scared of dying anymore so we'll get into that as well, like the realism versus the gamey and, you know, is it hardcore and when it starts to not get hardcore. But that is like one of the things I definitely love about Tarkov is the gunfights for the majority of the time, early white, they feel really immersive and really realistic. So with the early wipe, let's kind of start because that's, I think, where everyone, I, I don't know about you, but when I was first looking into Tarkov and, you know, I... It, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about whether I should purchase this. 
because it's like, oh, it's only 20 bucks. Wait, it's it's like 150 bucks too? Oh my, is this pay to win? I don't even know what does this mean? Mm -hmm. Loot, gear, like all this stuff. But I, I didn't know kind of like how I would actually respond to all this. But when when you actually start like kind of playing it with the the new wipe meta, my my friends and, and other people I played video games with, they said, hey, uh, there's going to be a wipe soon. Just wait. <laughs> the game's going to be really good right now. If you got it, you're going to hate it. Just wait. Mm-hmm. And so the new wipe, as you mentioned, is it's kind of I think the it's peak Tarkov. It in, is. in the good in the in the in the goodest of way in the best way <laughs> because it's it's where people like you're actually trying to survive and you use different you kind of just use whatever you want and that's where i think like if someone were to come in and ask me hey is tarkov worth it i mean yeah but i would honestly wait because you're going to get absolutely rolled right now and it's the 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 type of bullet sponge call of duty halo destiny type almost players that that emerged during late white white tarkov i think actually really removes all of why people play tarkov it removes like all the realism all the tactics all that really cool stuff and then it turns into literal bullet sponges where mm-hmm. people spend millions of, of rubles that they just get over and over again on the the most meta weapons with no recoil they get the best uh, best armor and the best uh, what is it the best ammo like not that you shouldn't be able to attain that but it it almost seems like it's just if you it drastically the switches curve, yeah it, oh yeah it's, it's a light switch man mm-hmm. it, it's the difference between early wipe and late wipe is night and day and it's i think it's a problem just because you're you're essentially getting two games in Tarkov and for some people they like that but I don't like the selling point of Tarkov is that it's realistic there's looter shooter mechanics and it feels it feels very it's a realistic game you look at almost every mechanic in this game and you can kind of see the direction that they're going for but then you get to late wipe where people are just using the flea market like you said and just purchasing the bullet sponge armor and or, or the best weapons and just chewing through all the lobbies and stuff like that they either need to figure out a system that that really leans it into that that's more like i don't know diablo or something with seasons and end game and, and and it's kind of skilled or ranked or you know focused on that kind of gameplay and it, they make a trend toward there but if they want to keep it this open world realistic survival kind of space then i do think steps need to be taken in order to preserve that because and i, I get it right the game isn't isn't released we're still in like quote-unquote early access we're still in alpha and it's or beta i don't know what whatever it is it's not fully released yet so we're not where the game is like <laughs> should to be it should be at its final form but it's definitely got issues to where they feel like they've got that first half of the wipe down and it feels good the progression yeah. feels good the the quest feels good <laughs> the early quest Wait, feel what? okay did, yeah. did you just say that we we're about to say the quest feel good yeah <laughs> yeah talk the, about that yet the early quests <laughs> are good and we yeah like you said we haven't even talked about that but then you get into these weird ass quests where it's like no scope people with the mosin from 15 meters in and it's like what is this this isn't call of duty right so it, you, you really feel these weird game design choices that are pushing and pulling in opposite directions sometimes where it's kind of like just pick a direction and execute because i think these two realms within this game they clash more than they are cohesive and you end up getting a lot of conflict between the mindsets of players because it's like you have the players who want to play it really hardcore and like die as little as possible and have their good gunfights and and all that stuff and then you're kind of forcing them through the quest progression line to uh flash people and kill them while they're flashed for god knows whatever reason (laughs) you have good quests there are good quests in there that hey go here pick this up go over there all right you have to kill that this mass scavs all right find this item and raid like those are all within the realm and the theme of the game but then you get these, like, the, I, I think those quests trigger me the most. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like that is definitely, we, we've talked a lot about what we like about the game. That is definitely one of the things that I dislike about Tarkov, is it feels like it pulls and pushes in opposite directions a little bit too much. Well, that's with, so, a typically, a, I, like, I, I love RPGs. Uh, I used to play, like, World of Warcraft for the longest time. Um and it's, it's 
I, I feel like good RPGs don't gatekeep you on content if you're bad at the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can eventually get there. And, uh, you know, some of these quests, they actually bottleneck you if you're not able to do it. And it's not necessarily... Some of it is obviously a get-good situation. You know, learn maybe how to build a weapon, uh, learn uh, the maps and stuff like that. But some of them, you know, when you you got a headshot you know, five people in moonlight between one and one thirty in the morning, you know, with a pistol from 500 meters, that's, that's ridiculous. And that, that's the kind of stuff where I, I know that they have at least kind of doubled or dialed it back a little bit, but some of these things I, I do really like when you're exploring the world and you got to interact with things and find things of like the old world and grab dog tags and kill like, that kind of stuff is engaging, and I, I do really enjoy kind of exploring and doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the type of person where, with these types of quests, I, I kind of like to just ex- explore and kind of figure it out myself. And I feel like I, I can't necessarily do that with some of these because I literally have to go into like uh, the Tarkov wiki, watch a watch a 20 minute video on how to exactly get this perfect weapon so that way i can then just camp for you know three hours to just progress (laughs) in my own storyline and that's the kind of stuff that's just it that's it sucks and so when then you add on the super hardcore mechanics and then those super hardcore mechanics when i'm a little level 20 whatever i'm literally trying to go around trying to find like a can of coke and some chad walks out with like a, a million and a half you know rubles worth of gear and I'm wandering over here with a stupid UN helmet. It's like, you're just like, dude, I, whatever. Okay, when's the next wipe? Seven months? Okay, I'll see you in seven months. <laughs> yeah, I think, so quests are definitely important. And I think both of, like, we, we are agreeing on that point. But, like, the problem that exists is that, like, Tarkov is open-ended, right? So you go into a raid, and it's like, you don't really have any direction. And that's kind of the great part about the game is that, like, you can do anything when you load in. You can go to the left side of the map. You can go into the south. You can sit in a building. You can go look for loot. You can go look for kills. It's- you can throw a grenade at the spawn that's, you know, <laughs> 10 feet away from you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, the spawns. That's a whole different problem, too. Uh, but the quests give direction. And I like the quests, like, as you said, give you enough direction that kind of, like, get you to explore areas of the map, get you to try a couple of different things out. But the quests that, like, literally hijack your gameplay experience for, like, because you have to do something exactly this way, and the only way that you can get this quest done is if you use this gun at this spot, and you just camp there to do it, or you, you know, you do these weird meta strategies. Like, I don't necessarily know if those are, like, good additions to the game i still think that there are plenty of ways you can add quests into tarkov that don't necessarily give you this this environment or this feel and i don't know i guess we'll see where they go with it but that is definitely one of my gripes about it but going on into you know the next topic because i know we've been harping on this for a while here the new player experience and this does kind of tie into what we're talking about as far as the quests like, I remember starting Tarkov, and, like, they tell me to find this doc, and that's it, as far as the information in the game. It's like, find this folder on this map, and it's like, <laughs> that's literally all they tell you. Russian English, too. Yeah. Like, the, the quest text, oh, man. Yeah, Tarkov has to be one of the hardest games to get into, period. Because You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever play RuneScape? I, I did not play too much RuneScape. So there, are some, there are some quests in RuneScape where they just say, hey, figure it out. And you're like, okay, uh, you know, go find this. We'll go talk to some person over mm-hmm. there, the general area of way over there. And you just kind of have to figure it out. That's back when, you know, it first kind of came out. That is kind of stuff where it is very choose your adventure on how you accomplish this task, which is very cool. But if you don't know just basic... Dude, I didn't even know I had to like equip certain things to just not basically insta die when I loaded into a game. Mm-hmm. I, dude, the first time I didn't know what the the time meant. I mean, obviously, I was like, oh, nighttime, daytime. I loaded my, one of my first raids. I loaded in at it was like woods at one o'clock in the morning. It's like the worst experience. I'm running around like an idiot because I now have gear that I really don't want to lose because I'm level two. And I'm like, well, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> so it's it's that kind of stuff where I, I don't know, you know, the, the the squad route where you have a very 
basic tutorial or some things like that are kind of nice. I know there's almost like a glossary or a notebook or something that it's it's not very useful. Whatever's whatever is in game is probably the most like non user friendly tutorial or help feature that I've seen in yeah. in many games. The game literally teaches you nothing. It doesn't teach you how to heal yourself. <laughs> it doesn't teach you. It teaches you nothing. There's no tutorial or no helpful information. Is that a good thing? When you load in. So that's an interesting thing. topic, right? So like, is that good or bad for the player base? What I do think is that it does encourage people to learn, right? Because you can't just, the people who don't learn, they're just going to look at it and go like, Nah, fuck this, I'm out. And you see the difference in games that, like, will handhold people and the games that are, like, Tarkov to where the player base is either really freaking into it and really hardcore, or if you handhold them, you end up having people who don't really know what the hell they're doing and they ruin the experience for other people, right? So I think not having the tutorial, it means that the only people that are playing your game are ones that are really looking for ways to learn. And I think that's generally good for the internal Tarkov community, but I don't know if that's good for the game's growth. You know what I mean? Because the people who are playing Tarkov know Tarkov, they love Tarkov, and they're 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 all able to kind of self-start and find information for themselves because you have to in this game. Uh, so the, the player base is generally more knowledgeable than I think a game that handholds people. That being said, I think the growth rate for the game is much slower than what it would be with some handholding or tutorial kind of mechanics. I mean, and that's a whole nother thing we can talk uh, talk about well, is like like so that's a really interesting point because we say that it's one of the most popular games yeah. on Twitch mm -hmm. actually and it's it has a community I was thinking about this as we're talking about, you know, you you literally have to go outside of the game to learn about the game. And one uh, other great game that we both know very well about that is is squad right mm -hmm. but i i feel like the difference in that game and why it's almost it's it's okay for tarkov to be like that is you typically don't it's going to sound mean sorry all the blueberries out there you typically don't ruin other people's experiences yes, yes. if you snuck at tarkov mm -hmm. that's you know? entirely and, it <laughs> and and that's where you get this huge disconnect where People want to learn, but they also don't want to be uh, a bother to other people. And I get tons of people all the time. I'm sure you do too. Like, hey, I want to try this out. I just don't want to, you know, uh, cause a problem for my team. I just feel super nervous interacting with all these people. I, I'm a, I'm until recently where I had people, you know, convince me and I now start playing with a few people. I was like a purely solo Tarkov person and I really enjoyed it. And it was amazing. I had a whole bunch of fun and I would, uh, you know, watch guides and 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 read wikis and watch streams and stuff and get better at the game. And then, you know, I, I could kind of start doing my own thing. But it, with with squad, you you kind of had to bring your team down a little bit at times just to get a, your foot in the door. And I, I feel like that's a completely different community feel when when the community feels like they have to help you compared to the community feeling like, Hey, let's teach this poor little noob so he doesn't get you know head eyes uh, every time he he spawns into the raid. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely like when you go into a game of Tarkov, it's when you mess up, all you have to blame most of the time, unless you hit a stutter it's or Nikita, a server disconnects. Right? <laughs> yeah, Nikita. Most you have to blame is yourself, and you're like, oh well, I guess I died, and now I have to learn like what I did. But in squad, if you do mess up, it's like you got like potentially other people like screaming at you and yelling at you. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a little bit different, but that's definitely I think why Tarkov can get away with with having players walk around that are you know a little less informed at the get go is because like you you aren't hurting anyone but yourself really and that's what i mean as as far as the people who play tarkov are gluttons for punishment right it means that if you're still playing tarkov now and you've chugged through the first couple of levels it means you have gone in you have died you've gone in you've died about i don't know 500 times maybe before you until you actually get good and you once you get to that level you look back and you're like damn 
this is where the majority of the player base has to go through because no one just hops into Tarkov. It, no one on the face of the earth ever hops into Tarkov and is immediately competent at the game. Everyone in Tarkov literally sucks. And that's different from <laughs> like a ton of other games, right? Like almost any other game you can kind of hop in and you're like, all right, you know, I kind of get these mechanics. Okay, right click to aim. Okay, all right, all right. You know, I use this and I, I kill this guy and I heal up and I do that. But no one in Tarkov ever, period, jumps into it knowing what they're doing and, and performs well. So it's it's really interesting what that does to the community because it's like a self, I guess you could say filter, right? Because you're literally filtering out everyone with a low attention span or, you know, players who might end up causing problems uh, as far as, you know, complaining about certain things and not knowing how the game works. The game filters and, and, and manages that, uh, that ecosystem in and, you know, on its own. Yep. It's really interesting because no other game really does that. So I think having a new player experience, while it may not be, you know, necessary, there's pros and cons to it, right? If you don't add it, it means your player base is going to be really niche. You guys are going to know what they're doing, but they're going to have to go through that freaking meat grinder. And as they're going through that meat grinder, I think you do technically lose a lot of, you know, retention as far as the player base. But it is a very popular game on Twitch, and it is a fun game to watch. So, you know, I think a lot of people see the the interesting things about Tarkov. And while a lot of you guys might be listening to us talk about or you might watch content creators, you know, make content of the game, you aren't getting the full experience. And I do, I, st I still do to this day, despite all of its, you know, shortcomings or issues or problems, I do recommend you try Tarkov because it is an experience that you will not get almost anywhere else in the video game kind of area. Yeah, so the this experience is basically can be wrapped up in i i think people who play tarkov are basically masochists like you you just you spawn in and you die as you said it could be hundreds of times before you feel like you even get good mm -hmm. by get good in tarkov i literally mean just survive a raid with a couple of kills <laughs> yeah like that that could be the level just of surviving just getting out alive oh, yeah. is Not a win <laughs> yeah. i mean you gotta think about it Tarkov is such a bad drug for you that people are willing to go through hours and hours and hours of absolute pain and suffering and, and torture of just dying and not knowing what the hell's going on. And it has a healthy player base. That's how much people <laughs> want to play this game. It, it, that's got to tell you something, right? Because I, I, it's, it's insane. The, this, I, I may, okay. You, you're you're a young buck okay i'm i'm married i got a daughter you know i got adult responsibilities here i will tell you this when my daughter was just a you know anything from a couple weeks old to a few months old like that's when there was a just recently came out a wipe like things were like i really wanted to play tarkov and i kept getting into this where you know she's taking a nap we're doing adult stuff i have literally maybe an hour so I would go into Tarkov, I would load it up, I'd get my kid out and be like, okay, I know where I'm going. I got, you know, I got everything set. I got, I'm going to knock out a couple quests or two. I go in, uh, within, you know, five minutes, I, I die, I lose everything. And, you know, by the time without even realizing it, that's been an hour. It was been an hour of prep to die within the first five <laughs> minutes of actually playing the game. And after play, after doing that for a while, you know, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Instead of that, during my hour, I'm going to watch these losers on Twitch on YouTube play the game for me so I don't have to experience that. Mm. But it's, but I still needed that, you know? I still yeah. I wanted to experience it. But if you don't have the time, and I do think it kind of weeds out people who maybe are the, the weekend warriors. I've seen some people on, on Reddit where it's like, hey, I only play on the weekends. I'm a dad. I got multiple jobs or whatever. And I finally got Kappa. That's impressive, dude. Yeah, no, I've never you gotten have to go through all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, this is the kind of stuff where you you literally it, it's it's engaging, and it's like even though I would I would I would die over and over again, I'd spend an hour essentially quote unquote waste my time. The next day, whenever she went back down for a nap, I would try to do it again, because as you said, watching somebody do the raid does not give you the same type of high that you get. And whether you get a kill, whether you get no kills, whether all of a sudden you you jump into, a, you know, a, a, a four man that has no idea what they're doing, and you can actually you know get some really good shots and have some cool cool moments, I mean that is just what what keeps you coming back. 
and that this hardcore element it, you can't have the hardcore i think especially with tarkov without just being incredibly punishing mm-hmm. and there was a uh I, I think it was a podcast or a devcast where Nik- nikita was talking about it uh, recently where he was saying you know tarkov isn't supposed to be fun you know tarkov is is just what it is you know it's 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 hard it's tough and your experiences are going to vary from anything from excitement to fear to frustration but you're you're having this experience that you can actually you know feel emotions and and get something that you can't get other than you know maybe a book or a movie or to actually doing it in real the real world mm-hmm. which is is pretty it's pretty cool when you when you think about it even though you're you might you might get so frustrated you just want to uninstall the game yeah it's oh god it's it's such a drug like i can i can i know the feeling i get when i'm sitting as a solo player in a room and i hear a two stack three stack coming down the hallway and my palms are getting sweaty my heart's starting to pump and it's just like I, I'm getting that huge adrenaline rush. It's like, yeah, you, whoosh. You know? <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, there's no other game that does that for me, period. Like, as you said, Squad gives me like, oh damn, you know, that's, that's awesome. That's a cool, that's a cool moment. But I'll never get that whoosh kind of like feel from, from, from any game other than Tarkov. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, I don't even know if it should be legal, actually. It, it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, but moving on. Well, yeah, uh, so with, with that, so that's actually, a, I think, a good, great segue, by the way, Carmen. Yeah. You're, you're, we're ticking off these things. So solo, you're just talking about how you're feeling when you have a solo experience and mm-hmm. you see people who are not solo. Yeah. Um, I, for the longest time, I've been a solo player. I, I, to be honest, I prefer solo, although I have enjoyed, you know, if you get a good group, uh, you know, teams can be fun. Um, what's your take on the solo I don't want to say meta because we don't want to talk too much about meta, you know, mm-hmm. not that kind of hardcore the stuff. Solo but the, the experience. Solo game, yeah, solo experience, and then the the duos or up experience. Yeah, so just like how you have like really realistic kind of mechanics in the game, and then you you have this really gamey play style with late wipe. I feel like that also seeps into how teams are right because when you play as a solo player, you have everything's on you. And everything's so much more intense because you don't have someone in in the room with you that to to cover you or to talk with, you know, to kind of like break the tension. When you play as a solo player, like when I play as a solo player off stream, like when I used to back, you know, years ago, it's the most intense gaming I'll ever, you know, remember. But when you start to play with duos, it still gets a little intense, but just adding that extra player in, you can already feel a lot of the pressure and a lot of the suspense just lifted. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that you have someone there to talk with, shoot the shit with, or you know, someone that has your back. But the second you start adding more and more players, it 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 very rapidly turns into a meme fest. <laughs> like I know when I used to run five man squads with friends, like you're you're laughing, you're having a good. It's a complete different game from a it solo really player's is. experience. To where, like, you you have such clowny experiences in five-man. You know, team killing, people making crap call-outs, people doing really dumb stuff, people getting shot in the face for doing the wrong thing, people getting angry because they're stealing loot from a friend. It's like, it's a completely different game. And while that, that isn't the game that I necessarily like playing... I think it's kind of cool that they can add that in for the people that want that experience because I can technically get that same solo experience no matter what. I don't have to team with other people. That being said, like it is much harder as a solo player because you're going up against, you know, two, three, four, five stacks. But sometimes that's part of the challenge. And that's some of the fun is that like almost everything in Tarkov is asymmetrical. No fight is ever fair like 50 50 split fair they either got better guns better gear better bullets better teammates more teammates better positioning they have a flashlight you don't have a flight like it's never completely fair in tarkov and that's something that you learn very early on you just have to get over that because i know you hear a lot of people complaining from other games like oh the game's not fair this guy's got he's got a two stack <laughs> he's, he's like he has like aap ammo it's like dude this is that is the game and the yeah. challenge in the game is to figure out with the current circumstances, what do you do? Because unlike other games where you have to kill the other player to win, whether it's like team deathmatch or, you know, control the zone or or acquire this gear and you have to kill this and, and capture the flag. In Tarkov, like we said before, 
sometimes survival in and of itself is a win. So you don't need to take all those gunfights. And that's just something that you see a lot of newer players at Tarkov. They get into this like, oh, someone's shooting at me. I need to end the gunfight right now. I need to turn and yep. shoot him and, and and then you just die. And they're like, well, that's not fair. He had two guys. <laughs> just like, dude, <laughs> you're supposed to run. <laughs> that's just how it is as a solo player. So I think it's really cool that you have this wide range of asymmetrical experiences. It's just that I think like we said before, you need to be careful that we don't go too far and it ends up being a meme game fest across the board and making sure that things are somewhat within that realm of hardcore realism. Yeah, I think there is definitely an element of cheesiness that you can definitely get away with when you team. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've had some crazy tactical moments and stuff like that in, in Tarkov with multiple people, you know, where you're holding corners and you have, you know, someone that's actually trying to uh, either suppress or at least keep them distracted while you pull off a flank. And you can do a, a really long flank. And and these types of things where you get in positions that afterwards and your adrenaline's pumping and you just, you know, you, you killed the one, two, three guys or whatever happened. You might have even lost a dude along the way, which also it kind of sucks. But uh, that's a that's a fight, dude. You know, that's that's how it goes. Uh, and you kind of learn for it. You you try to reposition better, or maybe you need to get your comms better. That's the kind of stuff where they're only in Tarkov moments, mm -hmm. and you, you can't. I, I've definitely had really cool squad moments. Uh, you know, when you're you're coordinating, you're working well with other teams, and it all comes together. But it's that it's that tactical shooting, the the slow, the the unforgiving, the knowing that if I go down, a medic isn't going to pick me up, type of stuff that it feels so good when you can get other people working with you. But you know, if you can, if you're holding a corner and you tell your buddy, okay, you know, you hold the corner, I'm going to go jump off the scaffolding so I can like, you know, shoot them and then just cover me while I, you know, fix my broken legs real quick. Like that kind of stuff is it's, I know why we do it because we don't want to lose our gear, but it kind of loses kind of the magic at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's definitely like oh god i mean and i've ruined friendships from playing squads in in tarkov just because like you, you're trying to talk, communicate with someone someone doesn't shut up it's just like you take all the problems that you have in squad <laughs> and where you have like people who are like on the net just talking about oh yeah or, or bad call outs or people just being annoying <laughs> or people team killing people all of those problems that you have in squad <laughs> with people on I, mean, your I team. know people who don't they will like if you're not on like if x person is not playing i will not do multiple hey i don't know you we're not doing duos yeah tarkov you know and it, or you have the fights afterwards it's like i told you that's why we should have worn armbands i thought you crouch check we should have crouch check <laughs> I like all this kind of stuff it's yeah, yeah. it's all those oh, problems God. are just magnified to the most extreme extent to where like i've witnessed like people like piss off another person in a raid and that person just shoots that person in the face because that's how angry people get <laughs> because it's like why are you doing this i i have my gear and then that person gets even more angry i've seen friendships just dissolve before my eyes just because people <laughs> people like walk into tarkov thinking it's going to be oh you know it's just a team game we're gonna have fun but like tarkov is a game that's taken pretty seriously you can't play tarkov without taking it seriously otherwise you're just gonna have like a zero percent survival rate you're not gonna have anything you're gonna be poor and you're gonna be scabbing until <laughs> until the next wipe so it's 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 one of those games where like a certain degree of of seriousness is required and i know i'm sure you get this comment all the time like we take games too seriously right but i think a lot of people don't understand that most of the time we take it serious because that seriousness is required that level of yeah. competency of that communication, that the way that we speak when we say Roger or when we, we call out things using military terminology, right? It's because <laughs> it's all functional, right? People don't understand that. that that's all to some degree functional. And that's why we use it is because there's maybe one way that we can rapidly describe what we're talking about. And one way we can get that confirmation that that person heard that and et cetera. There's a reason why we do what we do. And it's because it works. For us, it works. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's something that's cool. And when you combine it to, you know, these tactics with something like the the RPG-ness of this game, you, you, you have this really cool mix of, of, of a game that I really haven't seen anywhere else. But with that, is, are there some things that 
like nobody can fix Tarkov or even change it or or whatever without a whole bunch of people saying, well, no, I actually really like that. So is there something that like, okay, here, here's an example. We were just talking about this. Uh, I think right as we we're you know get, getting ready for the podcast here, but th there's something new and it seems like with every new patch that, that Tarkov gets, they add things that might be actually realistic uh, but one end up being super not fun. Uh, two, they be uh, they turn out being uh, super overpowered. Or three, they make it into the most arcadey nonsense like you've ever seen. And part of this, uh, w one great example is the heavy bleeding mechanic. And like like one thing that's super cool about Tarkov is this the medical side of things and healing and surgery and damage like all that stuff is so in depth and i have never seen something like that in a game and you have something where if you get shot you now got to control a heavy bleed instead of just a regular bleed you have to have special meds or use a, a big portion of a med kit in order to stop this type of thing but then you can just literally uh you know launch yourself off buildings or you can just kind of spam uh, you know, a grenade launcher that just has, you know, he just bought off the, the flea market and you just have literally stacks on stacks on stacks of GLs and just spamming out of the middle of nowhere. This type of stuff, like, I almost... Some, some realistic things are probably not good for a realistic game. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's a, a balance we need to always be careful of when, when playing these games. Just because at the core of it, the game needs to play well, right? And like you said, there's some really realistic stuff is like, uh, you know, bullet fragmentation, the armor values on stuff. But then I'll watch someone pop a painkiller, jump off a four-story building and, and, and fucking gun him down while he's falling midair. And it's, it's just like, <laughs> when I see these things, it's like, it's so crazy to me how such a hardcore game will still have such cheesy mechanics because it's like i i don't know maybe it's because i haven't played enough arma but i feel like in arma you don't really see you know too many cheesy meme mechanics maybe you do but i feel like there's definitely a way to get rid of some of the things that are so far removed from the kind of game that it's supposed to be right because i mean i think stims are also a bad addition to the game just being able to do these random things and i even remember a time where when you lost a limb when you had a limb blacked out you had no surgery kits the limb was yeah. done for the raid and honestly i don't necessarily think that that was a bad you know thing to have i don't know if survival kits are good for the game just because you can constantly like if you got that one by three the large serve kit you can just you just repair yourself like you're a freaking robot dude just reattach limbs left and right and then heal them yeah. back up to full so long as you got the meds um the the gamma container is another thing right being able to die and stu shove stuff up your prison wallet and come out with a graphics card because you you put it in your secret case before you died <laughs> <laughs> there's some really funny things in tarkov and then you have some hardcore realistic mechanics and it's just it's interesting and i don't know like it, this is i don't know if i stand in a good place to be able to say remove this put this back in but i can tell you that what i don't like and what i think a lot of players don't like is having really realistic stuff and then having really memey stuff happen i think you can go a couple steps in either direction but you have some like really far extreme stuff happening sometimes to where it's like i i just it makes me want to uninstall the game sometimes <laughs> yeah and and what even comp compounds this is then if you are that kind of circling back to the new player experience if you're or even just the late wipe but hey, I didn't play for a week and now everybody else has all the gear, that kind of stuff, you can get you can get memed on so hard if you are not the one who literally took uh, an entire couch full of grenades and just, you know, spent a raid throwing them. You know, oh so you can my level up god, I, like, I totally forgot, like, the grenade spin. I have nightmares. I have literal nightmares of playing labs and then just having some dude who has 30 <laughs> grenades on him just constantly throwing grenades and pushing me down the hallway. And it's just like, oh, God. Like, I guess in real life you can carry 50 grenades on if you wanted to. But it's like, <laughs> as soon as I start seeing that happen, it's like my immersion and the reason why I play the game goes out the freaking window. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's... 
because you you take it as especially labs where hey if you're going in and you're either coming out or you're not you know you're never seeing that stuff again it's when you go in and you do try to play super tactical or you at least not even super tactical but just try to play where you're not you know you're expecting to get into some fights and you got to play it safe and smart and then some guy just comes in that with a meme kit and he's you know level 60 or whatever and has sprint forever he's he's carrying a whole bunch of shit on him because he's got his strength all the way leveled up like yeah it's it gets it gets uh because there's some things that these rpg elements when you do i don't even know is level 60 the end game is level 70 i don't even know but like whenever you get to like where you've maxed out everything yeah there's rpg elements but oh my goodness when in like a straight like fps game where it's kind of like a almost one-on-one situation at times and literally the only reason where uh you're not going to make it is because this guy has just been it's it's not just even playing for for a certain amount of time it's literally cheesing weirdo mechanics to level up tiny little traits that then give you incredible benefits later on like that's yeah. what's what's frustrating. You know how and, many and times I've killed people and I look into their bag and they've got a whole bunch of shotgun ammo because they're leveling strength and it's just like <laughs> it's like <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, oh. that kind of stuff. It's it, the RPG element and it kind of like when we were talking about quests. It's like I I see where they're going with it, but that is not how you do that. Like that if you if you have to create a situation where people literally have to lug just go into a raid and lug around entire backpacks full of shotgun shells you're doing it wrong yeah like that's just wrong <laughs> there's like or or you literally just try to get everything full up in your backpack and then sprint and then you're basically crawling to extract like that type of stuff just makes it exhausting and it, it turns it because you get to a certain point where you have to cross these barriers whether it's the quest or whether it's a, a special trait or whatever to progress and I don't want to do that. But I know if I don't progress, that next time I'm an interchange, I'm going to get dumped on by the guy that did waste four hours doing that. And it, it just it makes it in this kind of give and take of, well, you know, maybe I'll just wait for the next wipe. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll just wait until Tarkov feels good again. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we talk about this stuff, too. I mean, what you'll hear a lot of people respond with is that, like, you can still kill people, right? People are always within the, the, the realm of killable, right? It's it, No one ever becomes so, I mean, you can put an Alton on in level 6 armor. You can get, you can get pretty damn close. <laughs> pretty uh, close but, yeah. but no one becomes unkillable. Everyone still has relatively close, you know, health values. Has the same health value. Um, but they just get access to different kits and maybe they can sprint further or, you know, they can carry more stuff and stuff and stuff like that. But the thing is, like, when you think about that, the skill differential needed, while it is possible for like a level 10 to kill a level 60 kitted out in the best stuff because he gets that one headshot like that, that doesn't happen most of the time because you have access to the skills in the kit that lets you literally face roll over some people like i've seen i've seen people do some memey stuff where they just take out their hatchets or or their melee weapons they just knock people out in the face um it's just there needs to be i think a decrease in the memory of the rpg mechanics and like we said you can have these rpg mechanics you can have these quests you can have these skills that are believable that are realistic yes, that are done believable type of yeah things. that are done in a, a in a reasonable way to where like hey if i'm leveling strength like maybe there's a better way to do it or maybe the 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 boosts that you get the benefits that you get are, are less or or you know it's i think the rpg mechanics are secondary and i, I this comes to an issue that i i kind of realize is like the only reason people continue to play tarkov is to complete more things or to achieve more things. That's what they're playing more for. And I think the RPG system is kind of artificial gameplay extension, right? Because you're constantly giving people, here's this new ridiculous quest that we're going to make you continue play Tarkov for and do these weird things so you keep playing our game and you complete this quest. And then here's the next ridiculous quest, right? It's extending the life of the game because there's no solid end game for Tarkov currently. In a lot of RPGs, you have some form of 
end game pvp or pvp in the form of raids dungeons or arenas and stuff like that in tarkov you don't have any of that you just have the base game and you have the quests so while players and i feel this a lot when i start playing tarkov in a new wipe what's getting me through the raids and what's dictating where i go and the maps i play and what i do in a match is the quest that i have and when those quests are reasonable and believable and it, it makes sense, I have fun. When I get hit with that roadblock or yep. that gate of, hey, you got to flash kill these five dudes or you got to pistol kill guys at night with this with this weird Makarov. Like, like, that's when it starts to get to like, okay, we've established that this game has no real official defined purpose aside from the quest line. And you've now turned my realistic game that I was having fun with into this Mimi questline in order to in order to extend game uh, replayability, right? Essentially, and I think that's a really weird problem that Tarkov and Battlestate has to kind of address. Is that there needs to be something for players to do at endgame rather than just than just quest grind? Because what that just ends up doing, or quest or skill grind, is is turning it into this this farming or or this meme simulator at endgame, end right? Because there needs to be some kind of endgame content, some solid competitive or extremely challenging content yeah I, I do think in saying all this i think you're probably on the same uh feel of this like i i don't want like if you do all of that and you have you spend that much time i don't think like you shouldn't have access to certain weapons or like to restrict things or like it's it's i think just to reiterate we're being very clear on like there's certain weirdo meme mechanics that are almost on the level of exploitable if you dump so much time into the game. And that's the, the type of stuff that just removes a lot of what I, what, what I feel like Tarkov is and, and is successful about. And I do think, though, that the in-game, it's not explicit. You know, you can do, it's, it's really a sandbox of what your goals wants to be whether it's getting kappa or getting x amount of dog tags or maybe increasing the survival rate or money or whatever you want to do there are some people who play tarkov literally only play the flea market they just have yeah. millions and millions of rubles and it's super fun for them and that's engaging and cool you know do you um but there's some people i know they're they're in game uh they literally just load in they just uh pvp they go into the coolest you know place for that that patch or maybe what's now getting to you know just pvp but also try to take advantage of a of a new boss or whatever is in the area so th that type of stuff i i think is is cool but it's it's when you put like these types of bosses and stuff not not that you shouldn't have uh you know like a rashala or a killa in places where people are questing i i, I don't take this the wrong way but some of this stuff it almost feels like if you could almost focus all of the higher level guys and give them some type of of uh, benefit and opportunity that isn't labs like that would probably be better um you know because labs right now turns into a cheater fest turns into uh literally just almost like a, a gear dump just a black hole i mean that's where all the hackers go too it's easy for them you know it, it's easy uh but you're you're restricting labs with the key card you you can't get insurance and all this type of stuff and it's almost like you should have almost like a big raid that is just for you know x higher and above you know with without a key card you know like they unlock some weird place and now you can go have fun and have some really cool pvp moments or a really cool boss you can't get anywhere else mm -hmm. and that then kind of helps because i feel like at a certain level I, and you've gone into these teams as well you will go through a raid you had just killed someone and you go over and you look at his stuff. And you're like, Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to go store his stuff because he should probably get this back. <laughs> like he's probably having a rough time because he's level two. Uh, and Oh my God, I've just feel bad. You know, I just spent more money on the three rounds I used to kill him than he has in his entire kit right now. Yeah. Like that type of stuff. Uh, you know, if you can focus or, you know, help make engaging fun in game, for those people so they stop you know maybe memeing on the entire entire game that, that i think that would definitely make make it more encouraging for me to also progress you know that that'd be cool unlocked areas super fun stuff that is just different than you know uh, a kappa container i think that would be overall good for the lo longevity of the game and also for for wipes when it does get really stale
I, yeah, I don't know if it's possible, but I would definitely love to see like some kind of procedurally generated endgame because I think that would be really interesting. But also going back to your point of like your high level guys running into low level guys, like that's not fun for me either, right? Like I don't have fun killing hatchlings. I hate hatchlings because it means that I have some dude in the server that has nothing but hatchet and I don't get a good PvP fight because this guy's just running around like this. I, I definitely think I would like to see some kind of tier system or some kind of matchmaking system that relatively puts people that puts people into like relatively consistent whoa, brackets. Skill based. Not, not, not even skill. Whoa. whoa. I, I wouldn't <laughs> even say skill. <laughs> I wouldn't even say skill. I would say more like the cost of the kit that you go into. You fight people that are relatively close to the cost of your kit. Because that way, all the hatchlings can go freaking hatchet each other to death or whatever. And then I can get decent PvP fights with other people. Because I know that, like, the people that go in kitted, they're looking for solid PvP fights. That's where the emotion, the fear, the, the chaos, the, the adrenaline, that, that's where this game, you know, gets all of that. And, and making that experience a little bit more consistent, the only thing that I think you have to watch out and be careful for here is, like, exploiting it. Is making it so like hatchlings can now hatchlings can easily get money or whatever. The, the main thing that I am concerned about with any kind of these changes is exploiting it because this is a game where people will exploit things because it's so hardcore, things are so hard to come by yeah. that they will do anything and everything to get their hands. What uh, are the next drops? Give me my free shit kind of <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? It's like people are looking for every little freebie they can get in this game because it's so hard and that's just the one thing that people need to be or not people but bsg needs to be aware of is like the exploiting it at the skill level at the you know the farming of 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 you know your 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 talents and stuff like that uh the the, the routes that people go as hatchlings yeah, it's that, all that uh, i will say though i i don't think you should restrict the ability of putting up the david and goliath situation you know and i don't think you mean that either but, you know, having somewhere else where it's like, hey, if I want to just, you know, it's almost like a gauntlet, you know, it's like, hey, we're this is specifically just to uh, you. It, almost like if you had like a certain gear score to get in, you yeah, can just say, hey, like, let's like have that. a PvP. Because mm -hmm. like, that, that kind of stuff, when you are low geared and lower level and you kill like a juiced up Chad and you should go check out his kit. And you're like, oh, my God, how the hell did I pull that off? That is one of the coolest moments ever in, in in uh in the game and that type of stuff you know i definitely encourage but you know giving an outlet to people because yeah. i know when when we go with the groups who just grind tarkov and you know we have some four mans or five mans and we try to run into some good fights a lot of the people just questing get caught up in it and it's not that they shouldn't get caught up in that but the people who are doing that they're usually not doing it for kill a loot maybe they're kill a farming but usually they're just running like an interchange just to try to get into as many fights as possible, which, you know, is is not necessarily good for the game at, 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 as the wipes progress because mm -hmm. it just it kind of cuts cuts back on that. So, yeah, dude, gauntlet, give us an arena. Yeah, some kind yeah, of yeah. end game PVP, like really yeah. hardcore have fun end game it. PVP that isn't exploitable by hatchlings. Because I know hatchlings run labs because they just run around looking for a dead raider. They pick up the stuff and then they start playing the map. The, you need some kind of non-exploitable end game PVP. But yeah. goddamn, that was we we went on quite a few emotional r raves and rants on this one. It was that, that was that was. Oh my god, just like the game, this one was also an experience. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm I don't think I've gotten this, you know, into a podcast so far. Are you saying the past three podcasts have not been magical? I've enjoyed all of our time. I've enjoyed together. all of them, but this one got me. This one got me pretty, pretty active. You know, I was pretty passionate about this one. Pretty passionate. Yeah. No, I it's it it's uh it, oh, you know what? Also, people are super passionate about if we're if we're segueing on to future podcasts. Is is there is it a possibility? Or are we getting? Are we ever going to do a, a camera thing for YouTube? Or are we are we going to keep it secret? I do have a webcam now, so that is a possibility. So I definitely think I don't know. Maybe we do. I don't know. Maybe we, we do something intro special now instead yeah. of the whoosh. We need a webcam. It's almost like these people are starting to expect things. And I, know. I don't know if I like it, <laughs> but it's it's good. It's good. I, it means that we're growing. I'm definitely excited for like the future of this podcast. I've been having fun every time we do this. I think we always hit on some really interesting topics um we we come at it from different perspectives and i think 
I think it's going to be a really interesting ride to look where we are in a year and just look back and say, oh my God, look at how funny, like this is the changes that <laughs> we did, the, the, the stupid mistakes, the whoosh. Oh my God, I can't believe we did the whoosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride as always and always a good time. Always a good time. Yeah. Well, with that, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty good place to call it. And um, do we have any ideas for next week as we go into a, well, for our, our American uh, listeners out here into Thanksgiving over the next couple of days, any, any ideas for next week or what are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, we're always open to feedback or suggestions or topics. So once again, you guys let us know in the discord or in the comments, but I think we just play it by ear. This week is going to be pretty busy, I think, for everyone, just because, you know, it's going to be holidays. Uh, people got Thanksgiving. So I think we'll just see what goes on. I don't have anything too crazy to lock in for next week. Yeah. See, see, I mean, this will be a, a random, maybe a random one. We'll pull something out of the hat and run with it. Yeah, yeah. Like it. Keeping it exciting, you know? Got to keep them on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, with, with, with that, so where can people find you? People can find me at youtube.com slash karmica. That's where I do all my stuff. And uh, Moy, where can they find you? Twitch.tv slash Moydog, where I stream throughout the week. And youtube.com slash Moydog, where I make a lot of videos. A lot of videos. A lot of content. All that content. Oh, There's my God. There's so, so much, much content tactical content. Out there. So oh, much. Man, love it. But it's great. Uh, as always, guys, we're on YouTube for the uh, podcast. We're also on Spotify. We're on Google as well. So make sure you, or not Google, but uh, Apple as well. No, we're not on Apple yet, are we? Mm. <laughs> still haven't figured That's out. Still no, busted. Google podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. Apple's still busted, but we are on Google. So yeah, follow us there. Listen to us on your phone. Um, you know, you can listen to us when you're driving and stuff like that. So you don't have to be here on YouTube. But yeah. It's been another fantastic podcast. Thank you so much, Moy, for making it enjoyable as always. And uh, until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.